This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call it Coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are here to help you be successful in your home improvement projects. Is there a project you're just dying to get done around your house? You don't know where to start, don't know where to begin. Maybe you got in too deep, you already started it, and it just didn't turn out quite right. Pick up the phone because we are here to help. The number is 888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Maybe it's not a do-it-yourself project. Maybe it's something you want to hire a pro for. You want to know how to do that and not get ripped off? Call us. Let's talk through the details. The number is 888-MONEY-PIT. We are here to help you get your fix. Whatever it is that needs to be done around your house, let us help you first, but you have to help yourself before we can even do that by calling us at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Well, it's spring. We are enjoying the beautiful weather, and it's time to throw open your windows and let that fresh air in if you can. If you're finding some of those windows are not going to open at all, it's also a perfect time to think about replacing those old windows with very energy-efficient ones. We'll tell you the easiest way to go about doing that. And also this hour, you know, windows, they're not the only way that you can save on energy. A well-positioned tree can do wonders for your air conditioning bill. In honor of Arbor Day coming up, we're going to tell you the best way to plant a tree and make sure it grows to be healthy and tall. And, of course, the greatest source of energy is absolutely free. It's the sun. You just have to harness it. We're going to help you decide if solar panels are right for you. And we're going to warn you about solar installers that are so slick, they're talking people into installing panels in places the sun actually never shines. Man, will it ever stop? And one lucky caller this hour is going to get on the air with us today, and they're going to win a great prize from Bostitch. We've got up for grabs a three-tool compressor combo kit with a brad nailer, stapler, and finish nailer, and it's worth 300 bucks. Love it. If you'd like to get your hands on that great prize pack from Bostitch, pick up the phone and call us at one eight 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 Money Pit. It's going to go to one caller, drawn at random from those that reach us for today's show. The number is 888-MONEY-PIT. Let's get right to it. Leslie, who's first? Cindy in Fargo, North Dakota is on the line dealing with winds ripping off storm doors. Well, they're not doing their job. What's going on? I have a farmhouse in a very windy part of North Dakota. Mm-hmm. And the wind keeps catching my exterior storm doors and it will either room them or in a couple of cases, it's actually ripped them off the frame. Wow. Huh. You know, Cindy, storm doors are kind of an old technology. When we had wood exterior doors, it was very necessary to have a storm door for that additional layer of wind protection and weather protection. But the doors today, especially the fiberglass doors, are so energy efficient 
that the storm door really serves absolutely no purpose whatsoever. I mean, you look at a manufacturer like Thermatrue, for example. They've got fiberglass doors that are far more energy efficient and tougher than a wood or a metal door. And they've even got vented side lights so that you open up sort of the side light and that's where you get your ventilation. So you don't even need the screen door because the screening is in the side light today. So if you're not going to replace your exterior doors, uh, then you're going to have to keep facing this problem over and over again. Certainly some storm doors are tougher than others. You do need to have you know, the appropriate metal catches and, uh, you know, the chains that stop them from, uh, you know, completely tearing open unless the wind is just so strong. But just keep in mind that if you think about replacing that door with a good quality fiberglass door, you will never really need a storm door again. That's really a good advice. Thank you. You're very welcome, Cindy. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Ken in South Carolina, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? So I've got a, a house that uh, I want to put a back porch on, but I want to have a covered back porch on it. Okay. And I'm looking at a, at a back porch that's going to be about 40 foot long and about 12 foot deep. And and basically the deck part of it, I don't have a problem with that, but I don't feel comfortable uh, doing the roof part and tying that into the to the rest of my roof. Okay. And I guess my, my questions kind of revolve around, if, if I go ahead and build a deck myself, do I need to go ahead and put in 4x4 four four or 6x6 six six beams that are going to support the roof? Or can I just build a deck, and when the guy comes to do the roof, will he just put beams on top of the porch and build it on the existing structure? Or what's the best way to go about doing that, I guess? The best way to do this is to have a design that incorporates both the deck and the porch roof structure above it. Because, you know, what you would do is you would have columns that basically went from grade up, supported the deck, and all the way up and supported the girder that will hold the roof. So I would invest uh, some time into getting a design uh, complete that is going to address this whole thing. Okay. Uh, And you frame the whole thing first. Yeah, I know what you're saying because you're you're comfortable doing the deck. You feel like you have the skill set to do that. Uh, You're asking, can you do it in steps? You can. That's what most people do because they they decide to put the roof on as an afterthought. But if you do have this vision of doing it all, I would definitely build it all at the same time. It's going to come out a lot better, and it's going to look like it was always supposed to be that way as opposed to something that was an afterthought. Okay, okay. And then if, if, let me have you follow up on that. What is your take? If I'm building a deck of that size, is it really worth it to go with the composite material? Well, it depends. I mean, how, how do you feel about maintenance? You know, the composite material is going to give you a lot of longevity, and it's come a long way, and there's a lot of options, and uh, I think it's definitely something to consider. I mean, in general, it's about twice the price, right? Yeah, it's more expensive, but there's no staining, there's no ceiling, there's no cracked boards. I mean, it looks, 10 years down the line, it looks just as good as the day you put it down. Okay. Okay. All right, well, I think that answers what I was looking for then. Well, would you like to learn how you can save money, save energy, and maybe do your part to save the planet too? Just in time for Earth Day, take a look at our green product guide, which is online right now at moneypit.com. It's presented in part by Lutron. That's right. With a C.L dimmer from Lutron, you can dim incandescent and halogen bulbs as well as compact fluorescents and LEDs. So the dimmer you install today will work with tomorrow's energy efficient bulbs because we all know they're coming out with new ones. Choose Lutron and visit Lutron.com. Up next, windows might be the eyes of your home, but they're also a huge energy drain. Replacing them, though, might not be as hard as you think. We're going to tell you how after this. 
Bernie. Uh, I'll take uh, ways to lose money, 1,000. This phrase for a house that keeps needing costly repairs is also the name of a home improvement radio show. Alex. What is a money pit? Good. Hey, 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 money pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Quicken Loans. Call Quicken Loans today at 888-450-0024 or go to quickenloans.com to receive your free home loan review. They'll give you their best possible mortgage at their best possible rate in the shortest amount of time. That number again is 888-450-0024. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, and MLS number 3030. Call today, 888-450-0024. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. The number is one eight 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 money pit And if you do, you might just be the single caller we talked to this hour that wins a great prize, which you will find indispensable. It's the Bostitch three-tool compressor combo kit. It includes a two-horsepower oil-free compressor and three tools. You get a brad nailer, a finish stapler, and a straight finish nailer. It is a really great prize. That's right. Ah, but wait, there's more. Get this. You get a thousand of each type of fastener. That's a lot. And you get lubricant and a canvas carrying case to totally complete this amazing prize pack from Bostitch. Now, the three-tool compressor kit combo pack is worth 300 bucks. So pick up the phone. Give us your home improvement question at 888-MONEYPIT for your chance to win. 888-666-3974. Bill in Tennessee is on the line with a painting question. How can we help you? My house faces east, and, uh, of course, you get the, the west uh, sunset in the back of my house. But uh, that sun really pounds down hard on my house. And uh, I've got wood windows, and I've got a, uh, a stained wood front door. Um, my my question is, um, would I get any benefit to, uh, I need to re- I want to scrape the windows down and repaint them. Would I get any benefit to uh, putting an exterior uh, kills type product on there before I paint it? Yeah, I mean, you always get benefit from priming the wood, which is what you're talking about doing. So sure, especially if you've got loose paint, you want to scrape it down, sand it down, get rid of everything that's loose, then prime it. Um, if you want to really do a terrific job, I would use an oil-based primer. And that's going to soak in and seal and make sure everything is nice and tight and attached to the wood fibers. Then you put your top coat on top of that of paint. So priming is always a good idea, and Kills is a terrific product to do that with. Okay, now let me ask you about the stained wood door. Um, what, what kind of product would you recommend to kind of seal that in? So the door is stained right now. Does it have any kind of gloss finish on it? No, it's kind of a... Um uh, it's kind of a walnut-type color. But it has no urethane-type finish on it? You think it was just stained? Um, well, it's about uh, house-built in 06, so it's a couple years old. It's uh, faded out a little bit. There may have been one there on there at one time, but it's... Um... Well, here's why I ask. If the wood door has never had any uh, stain and it never had any finish on it, top coat of finish on it, then you could just restain it. And so if you restain it, and again, if you sand it down, rough it up, and then restain it, you you know should be able to get a, a very rich tone, but then what you do need to do is put a urethane uh, on top of that, use an exterior urethane because it has UV protection in it, and take the door off the hinges to do all the work. Set it up in a couple of saw horses, you know, in your front yard or your garage, and then work on it there. If the door has already got a finish on it, then you may have to sand it down through that finish to get to the raw wood in order to restain it. Great. Well, I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
Well, windows can be the most beautiful part of your home, but in the summer, inefficient windows can also add as much as 75% to your air conditioning bill. If you've avoided replacing your old windows for more efficient ones because of the difficulty in the project, well, listen up. Our trusted sponsor, Anderson Windows, has a really cool solution that makes window replacement easy. The Anderson 400 Series Tilt Wash Double Hung Replacement Window is now custom-sized to fit into your existing window frame. So there's minimal disruption to your home, and that's going to save you time and money. Mm -hmm. And you know what else? It's a great do-it-yourself project that really requires only basic skills and really no special tools. And it installs from inside your home, so windows on the second story are much easier to replace. Now, you just need to remove the top and bottom sash, keep the existing frame and the interior and exterior trim in place, then insert the new window, and that's it. Go to andersonwindows.com to check out the 400 series and see what we mean. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now with your home improvement project. Leslie, who's next? PGA New York, you've got the money, but how can we help you today? I use a product that I hang inside my tank. And, of course, when you flush, the bowl is nice and blue mm-hmm. of water. But inside the tank, I want to say I think I have hard water. And no matter how you try to scrub all four sides of your tank, it's like it's stained and you can't get it clean. And I wanted well, if there was a product I might be able to use. You're talking about inside the toilet tank. Inside the tank, yes. So sir. you really want your house clean. You even wow. clean all the Most people clean the outside. You want to clean the inside. Yes. Okay. Wow. <laughs> well, it's a little more of a porous surface, and that's why it's not really designed to be like as pristinely clean as the outside. <laughs> but what you could try is CLR. Do you know what that is? Yeah, CLR is pretty good at taking out any kind of hard water stains and, 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 and stains of that nature. Tank. Yeah, but you know, the thing is, you don't want to think that's too caustic because all of those valves that are in there are super delicate. More yeah, than the you seals think. could start to leak, and then you're going to have runny toilets, and you're going to have to end up having to uh, replace the flush valve and the fill valve. Maybe you want to start with white vinegar because that does a really good job of getting rid of like mineral deposits which happen from hard water. So you might want to start there since it's super gentle. How much should I pour in? Like a cup, half a cup? I you think know, you pour it in quite a bit. I'm like, know? I've never cleaned my toilet tank. Yeah. <laughs> I suddenly feel very embarrassed. We, we don't, we're not really qualified to give you that answer. Oh. Like, huh. Well, know, now you guys should know better. We're I not, we're, we're, every Saturday on my radio station, we don't, and I lose it an awful lot. We don't consider ourselves dirty people, but that's just one space in the house we've never I've cleaned never the inside even, the toilet tank. Never well, even thought about it. Water in my area. I don't know. I'm going to check some over your house last I'm going to check the inside of your toilet tank. I'm going to so go and clean, clean it. it right now. Are you kidding? As soon as we're done, I'm going home and cleaning <laughs> the toilet tank. Take the cap off and look inside. See what you see. Right. Hey. <laughs> Keep up the good work, guys, because I listen to you all the time. PJ, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. I think PJ is on to something there, Leslie. They're getting a new market for, uh, <laughs> for clean uh, toilet tanks, both outside and inside. You know, I, I really consider myself a very neat and organized person, and suddenly to be made aware that I should be cleaning the inside of my <laughs> toilet tank, I don't, I'm frazzled. I'm frazzled. <laughs> All right, who's next? All right, now we've got John in New York who's looking for some help with a condensation issue. Tell us what's going on. Love your program. Thank, uh, you, Thank you. I have a stone stone type house. Okay. And it seems like it always seems damp inside. Right. I was wondering if that's a cause of the stone. I'm really not sure of the insulation under it. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering if I can use a vapor barrier paint to 
to stop that. And the trim on the inside is at least a half inch sticking out. It sticks out about a half inch. I was wondering if they have any sort of um, insulating type wallpaper or something that I could help insulate the inside without going through the outside. Thank you very much. So the interior wall finish, is there any frame walls part of that, or is it uh, plastered right over the stone? I mean, what's your understanding of the, of the wall construction? Um, I, think, I, think, I think it's plastered right over the stone. Yeah, well, that would make sense. Um, a couple of things come to mind. First of all, the humidity and the dampness problem, it, it, certainly the stones are contributing to that because any type of a masonry product like that is going to be very hydroscopic, so it holds a lot of water, and that water can certainly evaporate into the interior space. However, that said, there are a couple of things that you can do to reduce the volume of water that collects on the outside. The first is start at the roof with the gutter system. Make sure it's clean, free-flowing, and that those downspouts are at least four to six feet uh, from the house when they discharge. Secondly, look at the grading to make sure that the soil around the immediate foundation perimeter slopes away. You want to drop off about six inches over four feet. Those two things reduce the volume of moisture that sort of hangs at the base of the house. And in doing so, means there's a lot less water to be drawn up into the walls which can therefore evaporate into the house. The second thing to do is let's talk about interior ventilation. You want to make sure that you have exhaust fans in the kitchens and the bathrooms that don't recirculate, that truly take uh, the moisture out of the house. And thirdly, what kind of heating system do you have in that house, John? Uh, it's, uh, it's oil heat, oil-forced uh, hot air. Perfect. With a forced hot air system, you can install an appliance called a whole home dehumidifier. There's a number of manufacturers that make them. Uh, they can take out about 90 pints of water a day. So From the entire house. Right. So it's not just one room dehumidifier or one like a basement dehumidifier. This works in the HVAC system. So it takes the, the air that's coming in, the returns, runs through the dehumidifier, it pulls out the excess moisture, and then it sends that drier air down the line. This will be especially valuable to you in the spring uh, and the summer months when there's a lot of humidity around. Okay, thank you very much. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Well, you've seen them on houses and you've heard about the savings, but are solar panels right for you? Get all of the facts you need to know just ahead. It is brought to you by Anderson Windows. Right now at the Home Depot, all special order Anderson Windows, patio doors, and accessories are 10% off. Replacing windows or patio doors is always a big decision. Saving 10% on Anderson and lowering energy bills? Well, that's easy. And Anderson makes replacing your old drafty windows easy with a new 400 series tilt wash double hung replacement window. Now 10% off at the Home Depot. Valid through April 22nd, U.S. only. See store for details. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, with the economy still in not so great shape, many consumers are considering their green options, not just for the environment, but most importantly, to save a little more green in their wallets. And among those options are solar panels. But here's the question. Do they make sense for your particular situation? 
No, there actually have been a lot of changes in the solar panel industry lately. Bill Mara is a green remodeler and new construction expert, and he's joining us now to help you decide if solar panels are the right choice for you. Welcome, Bill. How are you doing? We're doing great. You have got a really fun job because you are helping people save money and save energy at the same time. So let's talk about solar panels. You know, it always seems to me, they've been out for a long time, but, but for almost as long, they didn't really make economic sense. Is all that changing now? Can you really save some money if you do a solar installation on your roof? Yes, you can save some money, Tom. What does it really depend on? I mean, how do you know if it's the right thing to do for your particular situation? What are some of the things you have to consider? Well, first and foremost, you want to be a southern-facing direction. What that means is the sun is always rising in the east and setting in the west, but it sits in the southern hemisphere. So when you're looking at where you're going to put your panels, you want to make sure they can face the south. Number two is you want to make sure that you don't have any kind of shading, trees or tall buildings around, because as the sun gets blocked by that shading, your panels aren't going to produce as much electricity. And you really have to look at the entire sort of arc of the sun from sunrise to sunset, because a lot of us have situations where the sun, you know, you might get sun in the morning, but not in the afternoon because it goes behind a tree and that sort of thing. And that can literally cut your efficiency in half, correct? That is correct. Now, let's talk about, I think, cost versus value. That seems to be, you know, the hot topic. All right, I want to spend the money. I want to get this. But am I really going to make money back? And, you know, how expensive is it to put it in in the first place, the solar system? Well, for, let's say, a 2,000-square-foot house, you could be looking at about $8,000 for about a uh, 2-kilowatt system. What that means is you'll produce 2 kilowatts of electricity into into your home. So... As you're producing that two kilowatts, you'll be sending the two kilowatts back to your utility company. What that means is your speed, your meter will be spinning backwards. Wow. That really sounds cool. I mean, that's like a homeowner's dream. And yes. certainly if you have teenagers, let me just say, <laughs> to have that utility company, have that utility meter spin backwards. And that's really, really cool. And then on top of that, you're going to receive solar renewable energy credits, which the utility company will then buy from you at the end of the year. And so how do those credits work? I mean, how do, how do you spend those credits? I mean, I, I can't trade them for concert tickets, can I? No. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like Amex points. <laughs> no, but you can't trade them for cash. Well, that's even better. Yes. That's pretty cool. Uh, it's not a do-it-yourself installation, though, right? I mean, you really got to be a pro. You're dealing with electricity, and you want to get the install right. And, and gosh, you want to make sure that those panels are properly attached so that they hold up in a storm and that sort of thing, correct? That is correct. And most importantly, they are a direct current. So once the sun hits that panel, you have electricity being produced. Bill, it seems like this industry is always adapting and changing and becoming more efficient and effective. What's the next big thing that's coming down the pike? Well, there's talk of thin film, which is actually out there now. Thin film is basically a film that they put in front of glass or behind flat or behind glass, or they can put them on metal roofs, and that's supposed to get more efficiencies out of the production. Yeah, I guess the the game here is how much electricity can you can you grab per square foot, so to speak, and the thin film technology is going to increase that efficiency, which means your panels are actually going to get smaller, right? That is correct. Bill Mara, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit and giving us the facts on solar panel. If you'd like to learn more, you can visit Bill Mara's website at greeningthehouse.com. That's greeningthehouse.com. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. All right. So do you want to add style, grace, and stateliness to your home? Plant a tree. We'll tell you the best way to plant just ahead. Live in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Flood. 
Know how to open a can of wood stain? If it's flood wood stain, you've already mastered the hardest part. From the first board you brush to the last, flood products make it surprisingly simple to protect and beautify your deck, fence, and more. Find a retailer at flood.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And the number here is 888-MONEY-PIT. Now, one lucky caller that gets on the air with us this hour is going to win a great prize that you are soon going to find indispensable. We've got the Bostitch 3-Tool Compressor Kit Combo Pack up for grabs. And it includes a two-horsepower oil-free compressor and three tools, a brad nailer, finish stapler, and a straight finish nailer. You also get a 1,000 of each type of fastener. It's got all the lubricant and even a canvas carrying case included. It's all from Bostitch. The three-tool compressor kit combo pack is worth 300 bucks. Going to go out to one caller, though, that reaches us with their home improvement question right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Now I've got Regina in Texas on the line who's got a window question. Tell us what's going on. Hi. Uh, we bought the house in 2002 new, and uh, here it is, 2010, when I started noticing. We have got something that looks like it's going between the double panes of our windows. Not on all the windows, just some of the windows. And it doesn't matter whether they're facing north, south, east, or west. When you say it looks like there's something growing, does it almost seem like it's a condensation that's like almost like a fog that's permanently in there? No, it looks almost like a lichen or something. Really? Yes, it looks like somebody has splashed some brown, dirty water up in there. There are no uniform sizes. It doesn't cover the whole thing. There's big spots, small spots. Kind of like somebody took a paintbrush and flicked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like you've got bad seals, and you're getting humidity in there, and you probably are growing some mold on mm-hmm. the humidity. Because okay. there's probably some, like, dirt or dust that got in there, and then the moisture gets in, and now mold is growing. And unfortunately, you know, when a bad seal happens with a window, which, you know, just sometimes is the luck of the draw, there's really nothing you can do about it. Okay, except replace the window. Exactly. Or have a windows, am I correct? Yeah, exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. that's correct. I mean, okay. the good news is that it, it's probably not affecting your energy efficiency too much, and it's not a leak and that it's damaging the exterior walls. It's really a cosmetic issue at this point. And it, while it's really gross-looking, you know, it's going to be something that you have to live with until you're ready to replace the windows. Okay. Well, that was – I was hoping – you know, you can't get in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no you really can't. It's not designed to let you in there either. I mean, those those windows are sealed in a vacuum. Well, I'll just replace my windows eventually, but, you know, the house is new, and I hate to do that just for cosmetic reasons. Yeah, understood. Well, Arbor Day is the last Friday in April, and what better way to honor it than to plant a tree? Hey, besides all that oxygen and shade it's going to provide, it also adds value and charm to your home. But like anything else, do-it-yourself related. You need to do your homework. First of all, you want to choose a tree that's right for your soil and your space. Then this is super important. You need to call 811, and by doing so, you're going to make sure that you won't be digging into any cables or gas lines or anything else. And you also need to make sure that there are no permits needed for digging a really deep hole that you might need, depending on the tree you get. Yeah, and that's 811, not 911. No, oh God, no. is the call before you dig number nationwide. Now, also pay attention to the season. If you plant in the early spring, that's okay. Otherwise, wait until the fall. This way, the summer's high heat is not going to stress out your young tree. 
When you do plant, you need to dig a hole that's two to three times the width of the root ball and loosen the dirt so the roots can actually dig in. Cut the root bag or the wire basket off the tree and avoid handling the roots so the dirt will stay in place and then place that tree in the hole. You can add some compost if your soil isn't rich, but don't use commercial fertilizer. It's too strong for a tree. Then lightly fill the hole with soil and then lots and lots of water and mulch. You're going to need one to three inches of mulch, but keep it a couple of inches away from the trunk or the trunk could rot. After an hour, go back and water it again. Then watch as your little tree project starts to bloom and grows into a beautiful shade tree for your yard. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now. We can help you grow your next home improvement project and make sure it comes out great. Marty in Nebraska is on the line with a fencing question. How can we help you with your project? Hello, Leslie. Hi, Tom. I have a question, actually two questions about our wooden fence. We have a four-year-old, six-foot wooden fence that we want to either stain or paint this summer. My first question is, do we need to put a primer on that fence? And my second question is, would it be better to stain it or paint it? And if we paint it, what type of paint? Hmm. And there's nothing on it currently. No. Yeah, no. so what I would do is I would wire brush it to make sure you get off any of the dead wood fibers. Uh, okay. Then, you know, if you use an oil-based solid color stain... It'll you give you the it, kind of look of paint. Yeah, if you prime it, it will last longer, but it's a, it's a lot of work for a fence to do priming. But certainly it will last longer. You need to use an oil primer underneath it. I did my last fence uh, without a primer, but I did use a really good quality oil-based stain with lots and lots of uh, solid color, so lots and lots of pigment in it. And I got to tell you, this wood fence is about ready to be replaced now, but it's been probably 15 or 16 years since I put it in there. It's lasted an amazing... Oh my goodness, that long? Yeah, and you know why? For two reasons. First of all, because they did a really good job finishing it. And secondly, most of the fence installers put fences in that are too close to the ground. I made sure I like stood over the installer's shoulder and said, I want this thing to be about three inches off the ground so that the boards don't come in contact with the with, floor at all. With the dirt at all or with the grass during normal growth. Because when it gets wet on the bottom edge of the boards, that's what starts the rot kind of riding right up the board. Okay, so that that didn't happen when ours was installed. It is touching the ground with the ground all right so you can undercut it you can undercut it so take um take a board like a two by four lay it on the ground so then draw a line like three inches off you can even snap a chalk line from one end to the other yeah and cut that uh those boards you have a little bit of airspace underneath do you have a circular saw yes because that's great if you snap a chalk line right across the entire length of the fence you know at the desired height you just plunge cut your first plank off and zip right across just watch your posts Make yeah you sure. know why the fence installers put it in that way so you'll need a new one it's job security <clears throat> oh, oh okay so wire brush it then use um, after color. after it's undercut you know yeah. um, wire brush it and then use a really good oil-based stain solid color stain solid color solid color right Right, as opposed to semi-transparent all right thank you so much you're very welcome marty good luck with that project thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit you are tuned to the money pit home improvement radio show on air and online at moneypit.com if you've been looking at your garden with shame we're going to tell you some quick ways to green it up without a lot of work after this live in a money pit
Carpet is presented by Clear Decking, the high-quality, low-maintenance PVC decking solution that will look as great in 25 years as it does today, thanks to superior stain and fade resistance and a lifetime warranty. So you can rest easy on your beautiful brand-new deck. Learn more at cleardecking.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, if you've not stopped by lately, why not head on over to our community section of our website? Because we've got a panel of experts standing by that can answer any of your home improvement questions. Just log on to moneypit.com, go to the community section, and post your question right there. We always love hearing from you. All right, here's one that Jake posted. I'm going to be putting laminated wood down in my kitchen, but the existing floor has bumped. Do I need to level it out first or will the new floor take care of that? Hmm, I wonder what the existing floor is and what kind of bumps those are. You know, I mean, look, every laminate floor has specs in terms of how level the floor has to be. But the thing is, with laminate floor today, they all lock together, which is great. You don't have to glue them together. They lock together. But if you try to put them over a bumped area of the floor, that joint is not going to stay together. It could open slightly. You can get dirt in there. It could look nasty. It could affect the pattern. Maybe things won't line up. So if the floor is out of level, again, comparing to the what the manufacturer says in terms of spec, they'll tell you how flat it has to be across a certain distance. Then what you'll need to do is one extra step, Jake, and that is you'll need to use a floor leveling compound which is a liquid-like solution that sort of thick, almost like pancake batter. It's spread across the floor. It's lightweight. And it takes up all those dips and valleys in the floor, leaving you with a very, very level surface on top of which you can put your brand new laminate floor. All right. I hope that helps and really enjoy that beautiful new floor. It's going to make a tremendous difference in your kitchen. Next up, we've got a post from Ryan who writes, do you know any affordable ways I can soundproof my bedroom between teenagers and traffic? I'm losing lots of sleep. So getting the teenagers to move out, I guess, is not an option. Yeah, it's too soon. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, there's a couple of things that you can do. First of all, there's a product called Green Glue. And green glue gets applied to the wall, and then you put a second layer of drywall on top of that, and it will help to isolate some of the sound. Truth be told, if you really, really, really want to soundproof a room, you have to take all the walls down to the studs and seal all of the gaps where wires come through and things like that. But if you just want to try to do something that maybe is not quite dramatic, as dramatic, you can add a second layer of drywall to the room using green glue uh, in between. And also, heavy draperies and things like mm-hmm. that can, can help as well. But uh, the second layer of drywall, perhaps just on the wall between your room and the teenager's room, might do the trick. Yeah, and earplugs are always helpful as well when it comes <laughs> to teens. <laughs> Well, if you've been thinking it's time to make your yard a little more lush, but you don't have a lot of time, Leslie's got some tips on how to get that done the easy way in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. You know, many people enjoy the look of a lush yard, but they just don't want to be chained to caring for it. So here's a really great tip. Number one, native plants. You know, those grasses and trees and flowers, even shrubs that are naturally found in your region are going to grow much better than any of their imported cousins would. You know, in other words, don't buy birds of paradise plants if you live in Minnesota. It's just not going to work. Now, native plants are going to also need far less water, less fertilizer, less herbicides, and even pesticides. And if you don't know what's native, 
Just look around, see what's thriving in your neighborhood, or go to a local lawn and garden center and ask questions. They will know your zone, they will know what grows well in your area, and will really be a huge help in creating a yard that's going to be low maintenance and low cost. It really is better for you, better for your wallet, and better for the environment if you do go native. And speaking of the environment, Earth Day is once again upon us. I think it's 40 years now that we've been celebrating Earth Day. So in honor of Earth Day, we'll be offering you some eco-friendly ideas for your home. We'll have tips on products, materials, and things that you can start doing right away to go green on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a Money Pit.